Welcome to the Kenosha City Church Podcast. Through every storm, there's a light guiding us to safety, giving us hope. Stay focused on the light. In this message, guest speaker Osmar Aguilar from Youth for Christ Ministries will be talking about counting our blessings in life. Enjoy the message. We are going to dive into God's Word. If you have your Bible with you, let me encourage you to take it out and go to the uh, Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. Verses 11 to 19, and the title of my message is, Count Your Blessings. Count Your Blessings. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In a world that is filled with despair, in a world that is filled with negativity, In a world that is filled with hatred, political discord, and corruption. In a world that is filled with war and rumors of war. Does that sound familiar to you? In a world that is filled with sickness. And the list goes on and on. It is still the will of God that we give thanks. In spite of all of those things. In my own life, today, 50 years ago, my father was killed. My father died, my earthly father. He was killed from gunshot wounds as he was hit by a death squad in the city of El Salvador. Leaving my mom, a young widow with three kids. I was the oldest one. This very day, 50 years ago. As I stand in this pulpit. But I can say to you that in spite of all the trouble and all the despair that my family felt all throughout the years. I can still say praise God. And I still can say thank you God for all that you've done in my life. I don't know about you and what things you're dealing with today. But I want the word of God to bring encouragement to you and your family today. I want God's word to penetrate, to to press onto you. I want the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart this morning in a way that maybe he has never done before. So let's go to the word and read the text from Luke chapter 17, beginning on verse 11. And it says, on the way to Jerusalem, he, meaning Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? 
Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Don't you love Jesus? So here's Jesus stepping into the brokenness of people. Stepping into the broken. Jesus, difficult situations seem to find their way to Jesus' path. The one thing that is really interesting that we need to make note of is that Jesus saw them. He saw them. When we are faced with difficult circumstances in our life and we cry out to God, He sees us. He hears us. Are you with me? Take note of that. He's doing this very same thing that I'm talking about when he sees these ten lepers. And they're crying out to him. And so leprosy in those days signified alienation. Do you know anyone that is alienated? Are you alienated? Leprosy in those days signified public fear. Public fear. This day and age, there is the, the statistics tells us that young people are the, more dep the most depressed generation in the history of the world. And public uh, fear is one of the things that plugs the minds of young people today. And they see it more fitting to have friendships and relationships through social media. Are you with me? <laughs> Preach back at me, all right? Because I really, need, I really need your affirmation here because this is very important for us. To understand what is happening in the world today. Leprosy in those days signified Loneliness. These ten lepers, their, their sickness brought a bad reputation to them. People were more concerned in the Jewish faith, in the religious circles. They were more concerned about whose fault it was that you got sick with leprosy. That you were blind. That you were sick with the issue of blood. Whose sin it was. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible what religiosity does to people. Bad reputation, financial difficulties, because they couldn't, these ten lepers, they couldn't work in the condition that they were in. Their families rejected them. And so that brings us to today. And I wonder, man, that's, that sounds so familiar to what is happening today in the world. In our communities. There is a compassion crisis in the world today. There is a serious compassion crisis. And so here's Jesus. He sees them. And what does he do? He commands them. This is the first part of the command of Jesus. He, he tells them in, in verse 14. He said to them, go 
and show yourselves to the priests. He says, go. When Jesus speaks, he commands. He doesn't suggest. He commands. And so the immediate obedience. Now watch how this, this succession of all this. He says, go, and they went. Immediate obedience to God. And that moves the heart of God. On their way, as they went, they were healed. You see, he commands, they go, and then they're healed. That's, that's what happens when we are obedient to God. When we choose to obey him, he will bless you. This is because obedience always leads to blessing. Let me say it in another word. Our faith and our obedience to God is the pathway to his blessings. Do you want to be blessed by God? Obey his command. I've always told young people to, who say they do not understand why God is asking them to do a certain thing. That if they will obey him, he will reward them with a sense of peace and joy that compares to nothing this world has to offer. Notice, I am not talking about physical, tangible blessings. I'm not talking about prosperity. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the peace that transcends all understanding. The peace that only God understands. The peace that only Jesus can bring to us. That's what I'm talking about. So as they go on, verses 15 and 16 says, Then one of them, one. There were ten. Now it's one. When he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Praising God with a loud voice. You know, I... I have known people who, and I really appreciate this. I've known people that uh, they, they lived a life of debauchery, addiction. People who were sick. People who were in despair. Their lives were, every statistical view of it was like, you know, they were deemed to be poor they were deemed to, to die in their sickness. But one, one of the things I appreciated, my friend Jeffrey is one of them. Jeffrey Smith. I don't know if you ever, he passed away a long time ago. He was addicted to meth. But this brother was never quiet when he came to giving God praise. He shouted out because the, the praises of Jesus because he healed him. Because he gave him new life in him. He eventually died for the poor choices from sickness. that The poor choices that he made when he was younger. But you know what? I know Jeffrey is in heaven and walking the streets of gold with our Savior. I know that he is in the basking in the glory of our Lord. He, there was something about him. There was a, a sense of peace and joy. He was poor. He had nothing. 
He had nothing. But in the middle of it, Jeffrey, and he loved to tell people his name. My name is Jeffrey. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> he was a free man. He was set free. I have a picture of him. Uh, years ago, we had a big event at the lakefront called, uh, oh, I forgot the name of that event that we had. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Therese. <laughs> True freedom. And he was, the picture of him, he's lifting both hands up in the sky. And I could hear him from where I was sitting that day. Praising God at the top of his lungs. Saying thank you Jesus. Just like this leper on the text. The text says that the, the one leper turned back towards Jesus. Praising him with a loud voice. And interestingly enough, Jesus, it, well, Luke says, at the very end of that verse, he says, now he was a Samaritan. <laughs> and that's really interesting to me that he had to insert that in there. And I don't know about you. I don't know if you know what being a Samaritan meant in those days. Samaritans were hated by the Jews. Samaritans and Jewish people did not get along well. Because Samaritans were the result of the Jewish people. Like 600 years, 700 years before Jesus was born. Because one of the kings of Israel in the northern kingdom... Decided that it was okay for them to start mixing with other pagan tribes and nations. And that's how the Samaritans came to be. And there was much fighting between them historically. So they didn't like each other. And so Jesus is saying, uh, you know, he's looking at this Samaritan, acknowledging that this is foreigner. Is the one that turned around and came to me praising God at the top of his lungs. Now, my question to us is, do we know any people that would be like the Samaritans to us? Who are the Samaritans in your life? Who are those people that you disagree with, that you don't like, that you think are a bunch of losers? <laughs> Who are those people? Could it be your neighbors? Could it be people that belong to a certain party that you disagree with? <laughs> Could it be people that, uh, that uh, they, uh, they go walk and all this and that? Could it be people that we just can't stand? Politicians. I mean, think about it. One of them turns around praising God because Jesus healed them of their trouble. He's able to do that. And here's Jesus. I'm reminded of Jesus on the cross. As he is paying the penalty of our sin. Of our sinful nature. He is in our place on the cross. Saying to the Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. Our Savior is a merciful Savior, filled with grace. And therefore, it is fitting for us to count our blessings. It is fitting for us to confess the healing power of our Savior every day. How often do we acknowledge the love that he has for us? How often do we do that? How often do we acknowledge his blessings in our lives? Do we live every day with an attitude of gratitude? You see, there is hope for everyone. And Jesus demonstrates his hope by healing and blessing even his enemies. Even his enemies. He is the only hope we have. Amen. Does God count us as one of his faithful? Verse 17 and 18. Listen to the text. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? That's what Jesus is talking about. The nine were in the process of obeying the letter and the command. But what one thing they failed to do. They did not take the time to thank God for his blessing. They did not take the time to acknowledge the power, healing power of Jesus and turned around like the one to give thanks to him for bringing healing, complete healing to their lives. Only one came back and Jesus noticed it. You see, the first desire of a sinner, a sinner who is cleansed, is to give thanks to God. Do you give thanks to God every day? I think it's fitting that we do that every day. Do we count our blessings? God knows we don't live in an attitude of gratitude for what he has done in our lives. And so let me ask you this question for those of us here in the room who have made a profession of faith to, to, to accept the free gift of salvation in Jesus. Okay, where would any of us be if it wasn't for the grace and mercy of God? Think about it for a moment. Where would you be today if it had not been for Jesus saving your soul? Where would you be today? That's a pretty profound question for me. The answer would be I'd be lost. I'd probably be dead. I wouldn't have the joy of the Lord. I wouldn't have this peace that transcends all understanding. So what does Jesus do to the one that turned around? He tells them, rise and go your way. In verse 19, your faith has made you well. Here Jesus is reemphasizing the importance of obedience to him. But it is faith. He said, your faith. Your faith. 
your faith has made you well. Faith is the conduit that allows us to experience the grace of God and his blessings. That's it. So do you have faith? Do you believe what the word says? Not just about him, but about you. He loves you. While many, many of us have received the touch, the blessing, the healing, the forgiveness of God. How many have returned to him with an attitude of gratitude? How many of us have taken the time to thank, thank him for his blessings? Are we the one leper who returned to Jesus, giving thanks, humbled, bringing him glory? Or are we one of the nine who just went on their way, failing to give thanks to God and counting our blessings? Where are we today? Where are you today? Are you counting your blessings every day? Are you exercising those faith muscles every day and giving thanks to God for all that he's done for you? It was April 22 of 1984. And I say that story every time I come here. I can't help it. I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior in this very building 38 years ago, 38 plus. I, I, never, I never looked back. It was the best day of my life, the day when I accepted the free gift of salvation and I surrendered to Christ. And ever since, I, you know, I tell you, there were days when I, I, I'm guilty. Just like everybody else. I'm guilty of falling in the religiosity of people in the church. I'm guilty of not having said, thank you, Lord. I'm guilty of not counting my blessings. And I, you know, I don't know where you are in Christ today, but how are you doing in your relationship to Jesus today? Is your faith, is your walk with him stagnant and it has no, no hope? There is hope. His presence is here, my friends. He is here. He dwells in us. He's here for us. He wants to bring healing to our minds, to our hearts, to our bodies. That's the business that he's in. Amen. So just as the music begins, I'm, I'm going to ask, I believe there's a prayer team here in, in the house today. I'm going to ask the prayer warriors to come forward. And we're going to pray for people this morning. 
But let me ask you this. You know, I don't know if you really have given your life to Christ and surrendered to Him. You know, today is the acceptable day of salvation. That's what the Word says. That could be today. You know, we, the Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. We serve a God who is merciful, who is graceful, grace-filled. He wants to fill your life with His joy. He wants to fill your life with His goodness. He wants you to come to Him just like the one leper, giving thanks to God and fall at, your, at His feet to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. So I'm going to ask you right now to stand and uh, I'm going to invite the prayer team to come forward. And um, I would like to give them the joy of praying with you, okay? If there is a need in your life today, if, you're, if your faith is your walk, if your walk with Christ is, has fallen in a stagnant mode, if you have failed to give thanks to Jesus for all the things that He's done in your life, let me invite you to come forward and pray. You know, we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. So let's, let's bow our heads. And uh, right there where you are standing, Father, you see our hearts. You're the one that knows us. You created us. You're almighty and powerful, creator of the universe. You know us better than anyone. Father, you have seen us, Lord, where we are. Just like you saw, you saw the lepers, you have seen us where we are in history. Where we are in our relationship with you and with others. Lord, I pray. I pray that all of us here in this place will turn around humbled, will turn around blessed, and that we will give thanks to you. I pray that if anyone is in this room has never accepted the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus, that they will do that today. They, they will turn around and they will say, Father, I recognize that I am a sinner and I need forgiveness of sin. I surrender my heart. I choose life today. I, Father, come into my heart. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I surrender today, Lord. I turn around. I forsake all the things that I've been doing, all the things that have drawn me away from you, Lord. And I am running to you, just like the one leper. Giving thanks, humbled, bringing glory to God, who is a merciful and mighty God. If that's you, if you, if you pray that prayer this morning. Father, I thank you, Lord. And I welcome this, one, uh, this person, Lord, in 
to the family of believers. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ who have walked with you for months, maybe years, Father. That they will rejoice and be glad, Father, to be here this morning. Father, that you will fan the flame of faith in their hearts. That they will be awakened, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And that, Father, they will receive a blessing from you today, Lord. I pray that they will be joyful when they walk from this place. Recognizing, Lord, that they may be going through some hard times. But, Lord, you are the giver of life. You are the giver of hope, Father. And you are in the business of renewing. You are in the business of reviving, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will do just that work in their lives today, Lord. And thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done. Father, we love you. We count our blessings today, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to know more about Kenosha City Church, then check us out online at kenosha.church or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Kenosha City Church. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to follow us so that you never have to miss an episode. At Kenosha City Church, we are not perfect people, but real people being made new through Jesus.